And I invite you to stand as you are able. There are four accounts of Jesus' life, and this is from the Gospel of John. Now, Jesus has just healed a blind man. Now, this man was blind from birth. And this is an amazing occasion. This is a miracle. This does not happen. And yet, the Pharisees of the day, the church leaders, they, they hated it. There's something wrong here. In fact, they are so disturbed by what Jesus has done that this is outside of what should happen that they actually, once they find this, they actually interrogate this, this man that can now see. And they interrogate his parents. And then they are so upset by the answers that this man gives him that he's been healed that they drive him out of not only the synagogue but of the community. And this is where he encounters Jesus again. So here, this perplexing promise that Jesus gives, starting in John chapter 9, verse 35. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this, and they said to him, Surely we're not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. This is the gospel of the Lord. Let's be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. First of all, I'm here to celebrate today because we have a brand new church song that's coming to Living Waters. Um, in fact, Chad's little boy, he wrote it, I think, on the fly. So I just want to show this to you. Yes! Huh? Best version of Baby Shark ever. So fun. That has nothing to do with the message, but I love it. <laughs> Came in as a message. From <laughs> I just could not. I think that's hilarious. Um, do you know today, I, I hope and pray, no matter what is going on with you today, that you can know joy. You know, there, there are a lot of things going on in life and maybe in your personal life right now. And what if God has, has something so huge in store for you? It's so easy to dwell on the hard things, the things that just weigh us down. Today, today we can look at maybe how God is moving through us. And I believe God is marking us. So at Living Waters, we, in this church season of Lent, we have been talking about the ways we are marked specifically by that cross. And we, over these next few weeks, not only on Wednesday nights, are we hearing from, uh, from different members of Living Waters with their faith stories and how they have been marked. Um, but on Sundays, we are looking at how Jesus encounters people and they are marked in a certain way. But you are marked too.
So we have given out nails um, beginning on Ash Wednesday. So if you did not pick one up, I'd love on the way out, there's a bucket there, and we, we would just love to give you one to carry with you, to be reminded throughout every day. Maybe it's in your pocket, maybe it's in your purse, but I've actually felt the nail um, throughout my days. It's, it's been reshaping me during this time, and I hope and pray it can for you too. Today I truly believe this encounter that Jesus has with people, with this blind man, and then with the Pharisees, that he's marking them and he's marking us in a very real way. And I think he's marking us to see in a new way. There's a story, and maybe you've heard of it. There, there was a boy, and he'd, he'd, he'd become a teenager. And his older brothers had already gone through this, but his dad had a ritual that he would do it. It was that he would now, they would become young men. They could become adults. And so his dad took him out to the woods and he said, tonight, son, just like your older brothers, I am going to reshape you. And I want you to trust in me, but I want you to to do something. It's going to be maybe the most challenging night of your life. And so he brought his son to a tree stump and he took out a blindfold. And he put the blindfold on him and he said, Son, I need you to stay here on this stump for the whole night. No matter what, I don't want you to take off your blindfold. And in the morning, that is the time once the rays of the sun hit you, then you can take it off and you'll be a man. And he left. And the sun sat on that stump. Can you imagine? 13 years old, just getting colder. He could hear noises, crunching of leaves. He could hear something moving around him. He could hear the animals. Was that a bird? Was that a... He's afraid. The whole night, the longest night of his life. Maybe right now for you, you're feeling like you're on that stump. And maybe like this dad, you're like, God, have you led me to this place and I'm just supposed to sit here? But there's a lot of scary things going on right now. So God, what can I do? Because I, I can't see and you're telling me just to stay here. So now what, God? Am I staying? Are you going to collect me? What, what's going to happen next? And how does it work? What, what, do you, what do you want from me, God? Where is God in the middle of our longest nights? In the nights that keep us up? The times that we can't see? Where the blindfold does feel like it's, it's just all around us and we're wondering which end is up? Are you there right now? Is something in your health, is that, is that what's going on? You're feeling just stuck and you're waiting. Are you waiting for a job? Or something in a relationship? What is it for you today? Well, God marks you. He has marked you in a significant and in an amazing way. And I think it's marked to see. I love going to the eye doctor. It's my favorite time of the world. In fact, they put on that little contraption, you know, the, you know the one, and I feel almost like I'm either in the movie The Matrix or like some Schwarzenegger sci-fi movie, and I put it on, and he asks the pop quiz, you know what it is, which do you see better? Number one or... And my answer is always yes. 
That never helps. <laughs> okay, and then you just go through number one or number two. Which one is more focused? Which one can you see more cl- clearly? Number one or number two? And he fine-tunes my eye doctor. And last, my last eye appointment, he said, Dan, I've got great news for you. Your, your prescription has not changed much at all, except your eyes are getting older. And he said, look it, you've gone through the whole pop quiz, number one or number two. But now, check this out. And he put a whole new lens on, and he's like, try to read this line without it. And I tried, and it wasn't very pretty. He said, now try it, and I could read it. He's like, you know what you need very soon. I'm like, don't say it. Don't, don't do it. Bifocals. And I said, Casey, do you know what you just told me? I'm officially old. (laughs) He said, well, you said it, not me, my friend. (laughs) Um, But truthfully, as much as I didn't want to hear it, I do want and need to see, right? And see in the best possible way. And my doctor, my eye doctor, helps me do that. My glasses allow me to do that. Without them, you all look, um, I can kind of tell there's people there. How many of you wear glasses or contacts, though? About two-thirds of us do in our culture. We need them to be able to see. We need them to be able to read. We need them to be able to um, be safe on the roads. We need them to do life, right? But without the proper lens, we wouldn't be able to do that. My glasses are not going to work for you, Pam, are they? Nope, they are not. And your glasses, your prescription is not going to be the right one for me. We, each of us, have the unique lenses that allow us to see in the very best possible way. How many of you have 20-20 vision without the need for glasses? There are a few of you. We hate you. <laughs> God loves you, though. That's cool. What if I told you no matter what? You actually you actually don't see in the very best possible way, no matter if you have glasses or not. Because many of us, like that little boy, too many times we're blindfolded. Too many times we can't see what's right in front of us. And too many times I think we focus on the hardest things, the worst things. The things that bother us, the things that annoy us, the people that frustrate us, the things in our job that aren't perfect, the things with our spouse that, that we wish were different. I mean, we have, we have a sight problem, and I think we especially do in our relationship with God. Too many times we aren't like the blind person that needs to see. No, we're marked like him, and God wants us to be able to see in the very best possible way. God wants to give you the lens to be able to see what God sees around you. But what if I told you, you and I, what we really need is not new lenses. What you and I need is this, actually. We need, we need a blindfold. Now, what we're, we're going to come back to that scripture And I need you to hear this. God does want you to see in brand new ways today. But I think today God is marking you like him, like that little boy, to not see. To be blinded today. And this is perplexing. It's frustrating. But I think it might just be life-giving. 
Let's come back to what Jesus is saying. Now, he just healed a blind man. This man had been blind from birth. And in Jesus' time, when people saw this, when people had some kind of, um, something like blindness or some other disease that they'd been born with, they knew it was for one reason and one reason only. Someone had sinned. Someone had screwed up. And it was probably his parents. They must have done something against God and God was punishing them. Maybe for you today, maybe you feel a little like that. Now, in a lot of ways, if someone says, you know, if something bad is going on, they're like, um, no, no, I'm not mad at God, or no, this is just how life happens. But at night, they wake up. And then you wonder, why is this happening? Is God mad? Did I do something wrong? Is God punishing me? And in this, I need to hear you to hear, God wants to uncover that blindness. God wants you to see not that he's just waiting to hurt you, waiting to punish you for something you've done wrong. God's not like that. No, God wants you to see his love and his grace. And sometimes it means that God wants you to be blinded. So they, they actually drive this blind man out because, of course, there must be some hidden sin here and Jesus must be right at, at the cause of it. And so Jesus, this is awesome. When he hears this, what does he do? The man's been driven out of the synagogue. He's not good enough to be in the presence of God. And he's been driven out of the community. So he's on the outskirts of town. Jesus hears about this and what does he do? Jesus follows him. It says, when he found him. Isn't that beautiful? The people that should know better, the church leaders have said, you're not good enough for God. And God himself says, oh no, I'm going to go where they drove you out. So first of all, if you've ever been wounded by a pastor, even me, I'm so sorry. If you've been wounded by a church, even maybe living waters, that doesn't mean that God's the one that's wounded you. We are imperfect people, all of us. And maybe God wants to uncover that blindness today to help you see that he is going to come for you. But too many times, I hate to say it, we're the ones that see people in completely different ways than God does. We're the people that judge others. We're the ones that hurt others. We're the ones that say, no, God should work in a specific way. And followers of Jesus and churches, it's so easy for us to do that. So they do that. They drive him out. Jesus finds him. And here's the perplexing thing. He says, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see. And those who do see may become blind. What if God is saying the way you see the world working today, the way you're looking at others, the way you're feeling that you're being punished, the way you feel that others should maybe do it in a different way, maybe you need to be blindfolded in that way. Because I don't want you to see the world the way you do. No, God wants to put a new set of eyes on you. He's marked you in that way. God is marking you for grace, for love. God is marking you today for forgiveness. 
God is marking you today for a new way of life. And so maybe it's time to put the blindfolds on. That little boy who was sitting at the stump all night long, he finally got through that sleepless night. And as the sun, he could feel the sun rays. Um, and it was daytime. He could hear the birds starting to sing. And with, the, with a shaking smile, he pulled off the blindfold. And he turned around. And his dad had been sitting on the stump next to him all night long. He'd been blindfolded. He couldn't see it. But his dad loved him too much. And he said, son, you, you are a man. And I'm your dad who's never going to leave you. No matter what, whether you see it or not. What if today, what if right now, we're marked in that same way? Mark to say, in the times that we can't see God, in the times that we are blind, that God is doing that on purpose so that later we can see that God was with us the whole time. That Jesus will come for us when we feel driven out, when we feel rejected, when we feel like life is not going the way we hope for. That God meets us where we're at. So today, my prayer is that you will realize you're marked you're marked to be blind. To be blind to the ways that you think and hope that life should work. And that you can see. You can see and experience and truly feel God's love for you. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for people like me who don't do it perfectly. People have been wounded by others, even by churches. Sometimes it feels like we're just not good enough. And sometimes we wonder, just like they raised, did we do something wrong, God? Are you punishing us? Help us to hear that resounding no. Help us to be blinded to the ways that we see the world like that. That, God, you see the world in such a new, life-giving, beautiful way. And that's the way you see us. So, God, blind us to those things. And help us to only focus on you. See that you are the one sitting next to us. You are the one that goes to the outskirts when we're feeling at our lowest. Finding us. Saying, oh no, that's not how I see you. Help us to know we're loved. Help us to know we're marked by you and your grace. And all God's people said, Amen.